Hello and welcome back to the To The Heights podcast. This is Olivia Colombo. I'm a young Catholic changemaker and I'm so excited to be sharing another episode as part of this project of sharing stories of the young people of the Catholic Church and those who minister to them. The title, To The Heights, is a translation of the quote, Verso Lealto, by Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati, a 24-year-old student and lover of mountain climbing who is on his way to canonization because he dedicated his life to caring for the poor and vulnerable. His catchphrase, To The Heights, serves as a prayer and a reminder for many to keep working and achieving for the glory of God. Through my own work in ministry and media, I've had the blessing of meeting so many young people with inspirational stories of how they are reaching to the heights, and I want to share one of those conversations with you today. We have a very special guest who called in for today's episode, and I'm so, so grateful that I got to chat with her. We have Kristen Brown, the photographer behind The Saints Project. Chances are, if you're on social media and follow Catholic accounts, you've seen some of her stunning photos where she has different people portray the saints, and she creates these modern images of our beloved saints. We chat about her journey in faith and photography, how the project came about, what her process looked like, what her artistic process of creating each image and what that journey is like, and how art can play a role in faith for so many of us who are created to create. All right, without further ado, I hope you enjoy the conversation and get inspired by Kristen's story of reaching to the heights. I am here in the Catholic TV studio in Watertown with a very exciting guest um, who I just can't wait to talk to. Would you like to introduce yourself? What's your name and where you're from? I'm Kristen Brown. I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I uh, started the Things Project. Yeah. Um, Would you like to tell us kind of in your own words what the Saints Project is? I usually say that the Things Project is a modern portrayal of Catholic saints, and then when someone has more questions, <laughs> I'll explain that it's um, a digital photography series um, that is then photoshopped to look kind of more like traditional Catholic art. Yeah. Um, actually, I wanted to ask you about the Photoshop. I was reading on your website a little bit. Um, how? What does the process actually look like in post-production kind of a little bit? Um, and how do you... I don't want to say justify, but like, how do you, I guess, justify using Photoshop? What's the, the, that's a good, that, that is a good question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so funny. Cause I, I kind of grew up on film and so Photoshop was like the biggest cheat <laughs> ever. Digital photography and Photoshop yeah. were so horrible in my mind. It's just really funny where God brought me to this point. But so I guess to answer your first question, which I'm so excited to answer because nobody ever asks <laughs> about that ever. Yeah. Um, so once I take the photo, I'll like load it up into Photoshop. And then the first step that I usually do is to get rid of anything that I don't want in there. Like mm-hmm. so if there's like, you know, anything on their face or hairs that's sticking up or strings or anything like that, I'll get rid of all that, clean it up mm-hmm. and then try to add in all the things that I want to change. So if I need to add in like a different foot or I need to put in the sky or I need to put in something in the environment and then I'll do that. And then um, yeah. sometimes that takes hours to yeah. do. And then I guess the finishing is like the coloring and the, the toning and things like that, of, of um, like the last step. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that all kind of, I don't know, has a goal of creating something very like otherworldly, very heavenly. 
Um, yeah, it does come out at the end looking a lot different than it starts, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, how, how does the process start before that? Would you like to talk a little bit about how like you find models and stuff like that? Yeah, finding people to portray has been crazy experiences. Mm -hmm. I first started out just with people that I knew or acquaintances or someone that reminded me of a saint that I already knew and I felt kind of comfortable asking them if they would be interested. And then it sort of progressed into people that were just sort of coming in and out of my life. They would come across, you know, and I would say, oh, that looks so much like this saint. Would you mind? And then all of a sudden they were like, you know, gone. They weren't like long-lasting friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with Ma- with with Mary in particular, um, I found her on YouTube, <laughs> and I had no relationship with her whatsoever. Um, I didn't even know what she did. She was doing it was a video of a talk that she was doing, a pro life talk, I think. And I saw her. I was looking for a Mary, and I saw her. And I was like, oh my gosh, this girl is exactly who I would imagine for yeah. Mary. Mm-hmm. Wow. So eventually I reached out to her through her website and uh, she said yes. And she happened to just live in Delaware, which isn't too far yeah. from where I was. And we ended up working together for about a year doing all the Mary images. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so at this point, it's like in, with Instagram and all that stuff, you can find people who are willing to portray a saint pretty easily now. So even tomorrow I have someone coming from northern Jersey to portray uh, Max Colby, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. That's so awesome. Um Yeah. A little bit about the the social media aspect of all of that. How, mm-hmm. What's it What's it like being a Catholic artist on social media? What are the, the struggles associated with that? And what's the community like? I mean, I've only had really positive experiences. I can't say that there's been anything about it that's been bad for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like people respond pretty well to it. Yeah. And I've had obviously have made really amazing connections with people that I'll remember forever because they're now part of the series that is like my whole life, you know? True, yeah. Um, so it's been incredible, really. I've gone all all across the country and, you know, doing things with people that sometimes just people that I met on Instagram, which is mm. insane. Yeah. But it really makes it real for me, you know, which is sort of a portion of the mission of the whole project is like bringing the saints to be their real people. You know, so meeting someone on Instagram and then meeting them in reality, it's like, it's just sort of like makes that even more of a profound experience. True. Very true. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Where did the initial idea come from? And who was your first saint? Like, how did you start this? I kind of feel like the whole thing was sort of a long time coming. It was like a slow build. Yeah. I started taking pictures when I was really young, like six. And I didn't know uh, that people did it for more than just for fun it was sort of just for fun for me I felt really safe I felt like myself when I was doing it and so I just did it for fun Mm -hmm. it wasn't until I moved out to Los Angeles where people started needing photos of themselves and so I started taking more pictures out there and I got technically a lot better and I started doing all kinds of different things Mm -hmm. um and then we ended up moving back to the Philadelphia area and I started to get really interested in conceptual photography and composite photography Mm. and composite photography is where they take you know multiple images and piece them together and a lot of people use it as to create kind of like surrealist images yeah or something like more fantasy or things like that and for me photography was always very literal it was a picture of a thing you know Mm. a picture of a person and all of a sudden like my whole world got blown open like oh my gosh this is a whole nother level it doesn't have to be so literal and to me the saints being so heavenly it was 
kind of a no-brainer that the two things would go together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was with my mom one day, and she mentioned something about St. Sebastian. And I just had this I- image in my mind of him with all the arrows, you know. Yeah. And I thought, wow, I've never seen that portrayed by a real person. I wonder if I could do that. And so that was where the idea first sort of came from. And then the very first saint that I ever shot was St. Teresa of Avila, mm. about three months after I had the idea. Yeah. Who portrayed, was it someone that you knew? Yeah, she's actually a really good friend of mine. And when I had the idea originally, I was sort of thinking of all these people going through a catalog in my mind of friends and mm-hmm. family that would make perfect matches for these different saints. And she was one of the first ones. She's from Spain, and she looks a lot like her, or what I would imagine she would look like. And um, they had some similarities in their culture and things like that. Yeah. And so she was coming through town uh, into Philly for just a, a couple of days. And I really, really hesitated because I have a fear of failure, like most of us, and yeah. I didn't really want to start. I did, but I didn't. And and so eventually um, she was about to leave to go to New York for the rest of her visit. And we had like an hour left. And I was like, oh, my gosh, fine. I, I guess I better just like do this and start. Yeah. And so she was the first one that we did. And it, looking back, it was terrible. It was like the worst. But <laughs> at the time, I thought it was amazing. You know, yeah. I looked and I was like, oh, wow, this is it. And that's just what I needed to sort of get the ball rolling and do the next one and the next one. But yeah. yeah. How did you start sharing them right off the bat? Like, did you immediately go to social media and like start selling prints and things like that? Or did you wait until you had amassed a little bit more? Um, let me remember. I think I started sharing them mostly just with my mom. Mm. At first I didn't put them on the internet right away. Uh, I know I started sending them to her first. I had a handful of them that I would sent to her and then she ended up sending them to someone else who was planning the world meeting families and that's a whole other story yeah but um yeah so I think I started posting them I should probably look back through my Instagram and see when I did I don't remember but it wasn't I never even thought about the idea of selling them that never came into my mind I had no concept whatsoever of selling anything until yeah. someone asked me um well where can I buy that and I thought oh <laughs> you want you want to buy it that's crazy yeah so then I set up an Etsy account and you know, yeah. that was in like 2015, I think. Wow. Yeah. And now, mm-hmm. and now you sell them on Etsy and Instagram yeah. and such. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Um, and <laughs> the, the Catholic Etsy community is very strong. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. They are, they're in it to win it. Uh, there's amazing things, amazing Catholic artisans. Like they can do some gorgeous work. Yes, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. about that a little bit, um, so I, I was just having a conversation with one of our producers. She was so excited that I was talking to you. Um, and we were talking about kind of objectively good art. Um, I'm, a, mm. I'm a college student at BC, and I've done a lot of studying of sacred art. I'm theology major with an art minor. Um, so wow, a, lot of, cool. a lot of sacred art happening at all times. That is so um, cool. But we were talking about, like, objectively good art and how that can speak to the world. Um, have you mm-hmm. had any experiences of your art influencing people who aren't necessarily Catholic and who have just stumbled upon it? Um, I'm sure that happens online. Hmm. I'm trying to remember. Or how do you, like, I don't know, do, do you gear your, like, posts and your photos? Do you ever think about the fact that someone who's not necessarily a believer um, and has no connection to the saints could stumble upon it? I think about that a lot. And 
I don't I don't know if I've ever had anybody Oh, I think there was a few occasions where someone would comment on not necessarily the fact that it was a saint or like the spiritual aspect of it, but the technical aspect of it being good. And mm-hmm. that made me so happy. It was really a goal of mine that that someone who was proficient in Photoshop or someone who was a good photographer and really knew their stuff would yeah. look at it and say, oh, yeah, that's that's good. You know, it's not cheesy. It's not done really poorly. Mm-hmm. Um and so that re- I did feel like my end of the deal, this deal that I have with God and the Holy Spirit to like work on this project was that I learned the technical aspect of it and was able to put out something that would, um, yeah. you know, that, that someone who knew what they were looking at would appreciate it. And so there have been a couple of people who came up to me who uh, there was this one actual friend of my husband's. He's, he came up to me one day and he's like, how I can't, I tried to undo everything that you did in Photoshop and I can't figure out how you got this look. Like, how did you do that? Mm-hmm. And I was just blown away by that. That was like the best day of my life because he's a graphic designer uh. and he really knows. I mean, he's amazing. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he wants to have this conversation with me. That's so yeah. mm-hmm. So that, that's kind of like exciting for me when, when people who know what they're talking about say that it looks good or they appreciate it true very true yeah Mm -hmm. and that it's like i don't know that i I like what you said like it it is technically sound and like so it's not just i don't know it's not just good in the catholic world but it's good elsewhere and like it yeah 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 almost like hopefully hopefully it can hold up you know like i know some of them are better than others but Mm -hmm. you know i'm you know always working to try to improve technically yeah yeah and like toward the the idea that like I don't know, Catholics should be the ones to, like, be at the forefront of, like, arts and, like, science and academics and stuff like that and, like, pushing forward and stuff like that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's really awesome. Um, I have another question. So what – I I imagine that this has been kind of a roller coaster of a project um, with some Mm -hmm. fruits and some struggles – so what are some of the biggest joys that you've experienced in it, but also what are some of the biggest challenges that you've come across? Joys and challenges? Yeah. Um, I would say the biggest joys are, and this is, I don't know if it's going to sound cheesy or insincere, but it's totally true, is just doing it. Mm, like yeah. right now I'm working on the, you know, for Maximilian Colby and, this like doing it is just the reason that I started doing it in the first place is, you know, the action of doing it. I try to explain to someone else. um, It is, it's such a part of like the process of making it before the camera, you know, even clicks or before the person is even in, in the outfit or the habit or whatever they're wearing. um, It feels like a really, really deep prayer and, and and an offering in a way. And I, I try to include the saint in my prayers and preparing what they're going to wear and, you know, sewing on um, the red triangle with the P symbol on it mm-hmm. on Maximilian Colby's um, like prison outfit just feels like there's a weight to that. Yeah. And so those things are incredibly important to me. And I, I get a lot spiritually out of preparing yeah. whatever they're wearing and preparing like the set that we put together for them and all that stuff. Mm. gives me a really 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 deep sense of joy and like I just love it so much you know um some of the challenges have been probably 
in Photoshop, I would <laughs> say, thinking, you know, maybe not getting a perspective exactly right and then putting it in later and it's something's not working. Um, even just meeting up with people that I don't know sometimes is hard for me because I'm not like a super social person Yeah. and trying to be comfortable and get all of the images that I think I'm going to need without feeling like I'm inconveniencing someone else. Um, those sorts of like interpersonal things yeah. are a little bit hard for me. So they're probably my biggest challenges in a project where you're constantly meeting new people and trying to make them feel comfortable in front of a camera and putting them in positions that are maybe weird. Like when I shot uh, Lorenzo Ruiz, like we tried hanging him upside down um, and that was really uncomfortable and painful for him. And I had to try to make him, you know, physically comfortable and also like prepared for yeah. to be portraying the saint, you know, so you want to have them in the right frame of mind when they're portraying the saint so that the image comes across too. So True. it can be, there's challenges. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I didn't think about that. Like prepping the person to like, yeah, become that embody that saint. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And I also, I, I love the, like the greatest joys just doing it um it reminds me a few episodes ago like at the end of last season we had um father Damien Ferentz who wrote a book for the Daughters of St. Paul Publishing House and I asked him what Mm -hmm. the biggest joy of the priesthood is and his response Mm -hmm. was just like just being a priest like just just resting in that and being um which is Mm -hmm. just such a beautiful concept um yeah I love that so much um (laughs) on the topic of costumes how how do you do that how how do you create the structures and the costumes that I don't know I'm a former theater kid and that part excites me how how do you come up with the costumes oh my gosh it's not my strong suit it's not um but you know I obviously do as much research about it as I can and try to be accurate especially if it's like a religious order Mm, yeah because I have made that mistake. The first few pictures I took, it was all wrong. It was like black when it was supposed to be brown. And someone was like, that's not right. And I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> so from then on, you know, I had to make sure that all of that stuff was like um, as close as possible as I can get. Yeah. And so a lot of it is thrift store shopping and fabric store and trying to use the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So I'll just have, you know, a lot of the time it's like a big long piece of brown linen or something and trying to wrap it and pin it and stuff a certain way so that it fits just right you know but if you turned them around you would see like all this (laughs) mess in the back yeah (laughs) but yeah yeah, I have a couple of um pieces that I use over and over and over again Mm -hmm. you could probably tell if you look through but (laughs) all of the you know the Franciscans they all pretty much wear you know they wear the same thing so it's okay yeah very true to reuse it yeah (laughs) And do you have a studio where you create all of the structures? Um, I have, me and my husband have a uh, a studio, yeah, uh, Light and Sound Studios. He does music and re- like m- like recording albums and stuff in there for people. And then the other half of it is the photography studio. So uh, some of the time I'm shooting in the studio and some of the time I just shoot outside, you know, because I've just, I started shooting it outside and I'm really comfortable out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but so inside and outside. Wow, that's awesome. And very, yeah. I don't know, an artistic couple. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also wonder, like, what? how are my kids going to grow up thinking that this is, like, normal? Yeah, yeah. Gonna, I guess they will, but. True, very true. It's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm like the artistic one, but I came from an electrical engineer and an accountant. So like, oh wow, I don't know. Maybe you have like an engineer coming or something. Right. Um, yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> yeah. How many kids do you have? Just one? Or I have three. Three. Oh wow. How yeah, old are they? Three. Eight, six, and ten months. Aw, so awesome. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What has been some of the biggest joys of kind of like, I don't know balancing a family and the project and do the kids ever like ask questions like how involved are they in the process oh yeah it's it's been awesome on all, many levels my 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 daughter I have two daughters but the middle daughter who's six now um there's an image that she's in um of Joseph and Jesus and that's actually her uh it's been really amazing they've been very involved they talk about it all the time they so talk about cool. it to other people who have no idea. Like, they, they talk to people as if everybody knows what it is. <laughs> you know, and yeah. they're like, oh, the Saints Project. And people are like, I don't know what you're talking about, kids. Yeah. Um, but it, it's great to see them excited about it. And they, you know, they learn a lot about the Saints because I'm always talking about it. Yeah. And, um, you know, my husband helps me build almost everything that I need built. And it's really kind of become something that the whole family sort of does i mean the kids aren't involved when it comes to the shooting part or the building part but um you know they're very aware Mm -hmm. of whichever thing i'm working on because it kind of takes over the household and (laughs) they just they they really like it true it's been amazing yeah Yeah. and it's a good opportunity like you said for them to learn about each of the different saints and like and they're so interested they want to know you know yeah yeah, it's the best, the feeling in the world. Yeah, I'm sure there's questions of like, why do they wear what they wear? I don't know. They're going to be more yeah. familiar with all the different religious order habits than most everyone else. <laughs> yeah, probably. they're going to know them all. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. Um, yeah. What was your own faith upbringing like? What was kind of your faith journey? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say we were kind of we were just Sunday Catholics growing up there was no real sense of the faith lived out in your daily life Mm -hmm. um when I was growing up and I remember being pretty young and questioning it you know yeah and I felt like the only thing that really kept me grounded in being Catholic was the Pope and the Saints wow and the Saints in particular I know I know and it's crazy to look back on that but I remember I was like in my room once and really having a hard time with something and thinking like maybe God is just pretend and I thought, but what about all these saints who, like, they live their lives, they were, you know, I knew that saints were martyred, you know, and saints died for this, and they had this unbelievable faith, and I thought there's no way that so many people would believe in something that wasn't true. Yeah. And so, you know, my, like, eight-year-old mind, that made a lot of sense, and it still does, and I just remember being really impacted by their dedication and how strong their faith was and the things that they were willing to do for God and all of those things. Um, and then I sort of still wasn't fully committed until about high school when um, my sister got involved in life teen and I sort of got drugged into that <laughs> kind of begrudgingly. I didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah. And uh, got hooked on it and um, I sort of had a turnaround since, since about, I would say, maybe 16 or 17. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. been lots of talk of life teen on this podcast i'm from a life teen parish oh, really? as well i also got somewhat dragged into it um, yeah but it was the, the best type of dragging so right or the best yeah. outcome yeah um how Absolutely. do you see your art and like 
how, how do you see this kind of creative aspect as part of your faith? Is it inseparable from your faith or is it like another, another thing or? Hmm. That's a good question. I feel like it is, hmm, I would say maybe it's like another, it's like another layer. You know, I don't think that it's required you know, if I didn't do it anymore, for whatever reason, it disappeared from my life or I couldn't do it, I, I don't think my faith would be challenged at all by that. Mm. Um, but it's just been, I feel like, uh, an unbelievable gift, you know, just this gift that I feel like God gave to me. And, you know, if it were to go away, I'd be okay. Yeah. But it's just a really wonderful thing to get, that I am privileged to do, you know? Yeah. That's a beautiful way to put that because I feel like so often, I don't know, I think about it as like, so like integral to my identity. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it takes a certain level of faith to like be okay with, if it were to disappear, I'm still rock solid. Yeah. 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 My identity, that might be a facet of my identity at this current moment. Um, Right. But like it's deeper than that. That's beautiful. Um, How, how do you pick, which saint you're going to do next? Or is there like a prayerful element that kind of the saints are picking you which one to do next? I feel like so far they sort of show up in my life in whichever way. And I have a really hard time forgetting about them. I'll keep thinking about them. Mm -hmm. I'm really, really interested. I find myself, you know, when I'm really drawn to someone, um, you know, then I just naturally sort of want to prepare for a shoot for them. Yeah. And so that's usually what happens is I'll come across a saint, either someone that I've known for a long time and just for whatever reason, all of a sudden I'm really intrigued by them or someone like with St. Mary of Edessa. I had never heard of her before. She's kind of obscure. I don't know a lot of people who are familiar with her. Yeah. And I found out about her story and I was like, Oh, I have to do her next. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. You know? And so Maximilian Colby, everybody knows him. He's really, really popular. Yeah. But it took me this long to find, I feel like, you know, the, the right person to portray him and to, it was just timing. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Kind of the, the saint directing when and where and the person. A little bit. It kind of does feel like that. And I tried to be as open to it, you know, as I can and, and always be aware of, of those things. And, you know, I, I, I forget who told me this, that a saint calls you, you know what I mean? That the saint comes to you and chooses you. Mm. Um, almost, and I feel like more in like a patron way, you know? Like yeah. I have a sort of a, um, like a dedication to Padre Pio because he showed up in my life when I needed him and all this stuff. And so I just sort of feel like it's a little bit of that. Like if they're coming around and I notice them, even if it's just scrolling through Instagram and I'll see more than one picture of a certain saint, I'm like, I have to pay attention to that, you know, and find out about them. Yeah, So for sure. That's kind of it. Yeah. So, Padre Pio, and then do you have a confirmation saint? Saint Bernadette. Oh, that's so awesome. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite saint that you've photographed, like a favorite experience of photographing a saint or maybe finding a person to portray them? Hmm. Or is that I would say, like, there's so many. There's, like, a lot of favorites with different reasons, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I... Um, my favorite image that I have is the solemnity. Hmm. That's the only image that I look at, and I feel um, like maybe I didn't do that. Yeah. You know, because it's like hard to be, uh, to look at your own work and have any kind of experience with it the way other people might. Yeah, 
I agree. But that one, I feel like I could put on my wall and be like, oh, I love it. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, yeah. and the funniest thing is that image was in like a, it was like an outtake that was never supposed to happen. Huh. Interesting. That was not a planned picture. So that's probably why I like it too. Cause I didn't put like all the effort into making it exactly the way it's supposed to be. It just was like maybe inspired. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but one of my favorite stories that goes along with the picture that every time I look at this picture, obviously I think of the story is St. Raphael, the archangel. Yeah. Uh, the story is that we were planning to go out to California to shoot like six different saints. Yeah. And I was like fully booked. I didn't have any time in between to squeeze anybody in. But as we were preparing to leave, like packing, I kept thinking about this one friend of mine who lives out there. And I kept thinking about, you know, St. Raphael as a, as a pair, like they were supposed to be together. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like arguing in my mind with God. I'm like, I don't have time for this. Like, I'm not ready. I didn't pack, you know, to shoot another saint. Um, we don't have time. Yeah. And uh, it turns out that we were um, towards the end of our stay out there. We were going to be staying with this friend at his place until we were going to go home. And uh, I was going back and forth the whole time, really, in my mind about it and just being very difficult and stubborn that I couldn't squeeze another one in. It was not happening. Yeah. And um, so he takes me upstairs to put on a movie for my kids in his bedroom. And he sets it up and then he leaves. And I sit down next to my daughter and I look over at his night table and there's a, um, a devotional book to St. Raphael. Wow. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I got, like, goosebumps. And I was like, oh, I guess I have to do this. Like, this is no choice now. There's the, there's the proof is right there that yeah. this needs to happen. And so I called him up, and I was like, what is that? And he was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I have a huge devotion to St. Raphael. He's, like, my favorite and all this stuff. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, my gosh, like you have to portray this saint for me. Yeah. So we threw something together super quick. We went out to, like, this runoff of the L.A. River. There's, like, this part of the LA river that's oh it's always dry it's not really yeah. a river but so we were like in there in this like ditch basically shooting this picture huh. and I would love to show you the before and after maybe <laughs> I'll email to you or something yeah. because it's so funny to see what it looked like before and then after but that's my favorite story because I just couldn't believe it you know yeah how did you come it was up with so it profound and you? it was crazy yeah <laughs> how did you just like come up with come up with a ditch and a costume like so quickly yeah I mean I was like it has to be minimal right because uh, for the for the archangels, it's just so simple. You know, they don't wear. I mean, in paintings and stuff, it's very elaborate. But for my yeah. sake, I couldn't. I probably couldn't pull that off. So mm-hmm. I just go with something really simple. And so he was he was wearing just basketball shorts yeah. and like a workout shirt <laughs> that was just solid colors. And I changed the colors and added yeah. like a red sash. And I mean, like I, I think it looks it looks good enough to pass. You know, and I mean that picture always just makes me happy now to see that and. That was the most, um, like, clear that yeah. this needed to happen that I've ever had, you know, throughout the four or five years that I've been doing it. That was the most, like, in-your-face, apparent, you need to do this. So I love that picture for that reason. And him. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite opportunity or, like, maybe a commission that you've been able to work on as well? I know you've had some some pretty pretty cool commission experiences. Mm, yeah. It's probably a toss-up between St. Martha, who I did for um, a pantry, a food pantry in the neighboring town that I live in. 
um, I just love St. Martha, and I really liked how the image came out, and I love that they used it for a food pantry for um, Catholic Social Services in the area. Yeah. Um, so that one was really special. And then also the one I did of the Divine Mercy for EWTN was uh, was really cool, too. Yeah. Because it was so different than what I had ever done before. I never included Jesus in an image, and they asked me specifically to do it, which was like, even that in and of itself, I'll never forget. It's like amazing. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. pretty cool. Is there a reason that you like, I feel like I'm always intimidated whenever I have to, I just finished a painting of Mary and Jesus for a class last week. Uh-huh. And like, it is so nerve wracking to paint either one oh, yeah. of them. <laughs> like, did you specifically like, I don't want to say like avoid, but like kind of, kind of avoid, um, photographing or portraying Jesus until you were asked to or was how did yeah, it just not come up I did avoid it yeah it's hard. I felt even till this day yeah I wasn't I knew what they were asking me for and so I did that for them because they asked mm-hmm. but I still feel like if I'm, I'm not sure if I'm really meant to include images of Jesus in the project at all I don't know yeah um I always I really really want to have a strong desire to do it but I also feel like I haven't come across the right person to portray Jesus. And it's, I mean, it's kind of a really big deal, you know? Yeah. True. So, yeah, I'm just still waiting to see if that's something that is going to happen or not. Yeah. But yeah, I was definitely not, like, I, I don't know if I was avoiding it. Maybe that's not the right, exactly the right yeah. word. But there was a lot of pressure because it was EWTN, and mm. I wanted to them to have what they wanted. But I don't know if it's something that I'm, like, just going to pick somebody and not feel really, really sure yeah. that it's the right person that I'm being called to use, you know, as Jesus. Yeah. So. Who did you use? Did they pick someone or did you pick someone? I picked, um, I picked the guy. It was sort of, there was a little bit of a time crunch too. You know, when you have those sorts of things, there's a deadline. Yeah. Um, and so I picked someone who I knew understood his faith really deeply and fit the part you know, yeah. as far as his look, I thought. Um, and so I had to just, you know, work with that. And he did, he was great. I mean, he, he did make a good Jesus, so maybe I should consider it. But <laughs> for the time being, we went with, yeah, I went with him for that reason. Yeah. Did you pick, mm-hmm. um, I just had a conversation the other day about how it's so hard when you're recreating images, like mm-hmm. this particular painting that I was working on, like Mary and Jesus were so very white, um, which yeah. is not how they were. And what did you go with? Did you stick with recreating the image or did you make Jesus look um, more like what he historically would have looked like? I mean, I, I guess I don't really know. I, I've heard so many different things about what Jesus looked like, you know, in Anne Catherine Emmerich's book, who I love, I really love Anne Catherine Emmerich. I love all of her. The Dolorous Passion is like my favorite book, but Um, you know, she said that Mary, in her visions, had green eyes and red hair. Wow. And I thought that that was really strange. Yeah. And that she's never portrayed that way ever. And I thought, how could someone have not caught on to that? You know, that if that's true, no artist ever depicted her looking like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wanted him to be convincingly from the place that he was from, yeah. you know. And I think that if I ever moved forward with images of Jesus, I would want him to look like he was from there yeah and maybe not I don't I, you know what I mean mm-hmm. I, so I think that I would probably go 
in the direction of more authentic looking Jesus. Yeah. If yeah. I were going to do it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. That's always, yeah. I don't know, <laughs> always a bit of a struggle, especially when you're recreating an image that is yeah. already, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, do I stick yeah. with history or the historical image? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How, what advice might you have from the Saints Project and what you've learned and just all of these stories and things that we've touched upon, what advice might you have for another young Catholic artist who's maybe trying to start a project or do something similar? Oh, I mean, I think the biggest lesson that I learned from it was in it was just to start. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that I had so much fear wrapped up in starting. Um, and even now, every time I start a new one, I have the same pit in my stomach, like I'm going to screw this up, you know, I'm going to fail, this is going to be a disaster. Yeah. And so just, you have to, you have to push through that stuff, you know what I mean? And just beginning is the first step, and it's sometimes that's all that you need to do, and God will really handle the rest of it, you know? If I just begin doing something, a lot of the time things just, they fall into place, and, and I look back and think, I had nothing to worry about, the trust. You know, that God is doing, you're doing what he wants you to be doing. He gave you that talent. He gave you that passion for that thing. And, you know, to do so, anything other than that is a disservice. You know what I mean? You're not using your, your God-given gifts, and he wants you to be using them. So, you know, I would say to just start, yeah, begin, and the rest will be fine. <laughs> True. Yeah, trust. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so we have a little thing that we like to do on the podcast, a kind of form of Catholic okay. quick questions that we typically wrap up with. Okay. Um, are you ready for my few Catholic quick questions? I think so. <laughs> they never end up being as quick as we intend, but, you know, it's all good. All right. My, I'll try to be quick. <laughs> my first question is, what is your favorite book of the Bible? Oh, um, um, uh, the Gospel of John. Ooh, okay. I totally would have said the same thing. I like that. Um, really? Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite book in general? What was it? What's your favorite book? Like, not the Bible. Book to read. In general. Oh, um, either The Dolorous Passion by Anne Catherine Emmerich or The Life of Mary by Anne Catherine Emmerich. Ooh, okay. Might just add those to my reading yeah. list. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite musician or band? Favorite musician or band? Oh, this is going to be funny. Um, it was Hanson for the longest time because I was obsessed with them when I was little. Yeah. Um, or, <laughs> um, this other band more currently called Darling Side. Okay. Very cool. Worth a look. Look it up. Yeah. They're so good. Um, what is your <laughs> favorite place that you've traveled? My favorite what? Place that you've traveled. Oh, I haven't gone to many places, but probably, oh, I'm sorry. It's not quick. Uh... <laughs> You're totally good. Maybe Los Angeles, but just for visits, not to live anymore. I would never live there again. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, too much traffic. <laughs> um, what yeah. is your favorite? You can take this question in any direction that you want, but what is your okay. favorite part of the Saints Project? Favorite part of the Saints Project is have how it um, how other people respond to it and when it when it inspires them and does something good for their life. That's awesome. Such a good answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is your go-to form of prayer? Prayer, rosary. Okay. Um, any other favorite prayers? 
I mean, the rosary is daily. I have to do it or else I'm just in a funk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, the Magnificat sometimes if I have a quiet moment to read something. Mm-hmm. Magnificat's good. Yeah. And the Pieta prayer book, I like that as well. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Um, if you could meet any pope, who would it be? Oh, JP2. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably a really cliche answer, but I love him so much. I can't. I, he's definitely it. <laughs> that, I agree. <laughs> um, if you could be best friends with any one saint, who would you pick? Oh, gosh. One? Just one? Uh, you can pick a male and a female. Okay. I mean, this is a stretch, but Mary, technically, yeah. is a saint. Um, um, yes. And for the male, I would go with maybe St. Augustine. Ooh, that's a good one. Any reasoning behind that yeah. one? Because I just feel like he's been through it all, you know. He could probably be a really good uh, like guide for your life because he's been down low, you know? Yes. True. Yeah. 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 And just like so much wisdom, like reading the confessions. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, amazing. all right. That is my, my conclusion to the Catholic quick, quick questions, but I do have a little bit Fun. of a wrap, wrap up question before, um, we end, but do you have yeah. any other advice? So our, our main listeners, um, our college students or young adults um, who are kind of figuring out the faith and what it looks like um, in their adult lives and where to go with it. Um, do you have any advice from your own spiritual life or your own journey um, in discerning what you wanted to do with your life and stuff like that that you would give like concrete pieces of advice for a college student or a young adult? Hmm. I don't know if this is, I, this worked for me. This is what I found to be really a, a helpful guide in my spiritual life and in where I wanted to go and what was like what was right for me. Um, I spent a good amount of time being confused as well, you know, when I was a young mm-hmm. adult. And um, and I remember uh, looking back to my childhood and what what excited me as a little kid, you know, and and yeah. that was photography. That was the thing. And so those were the two things that I felt as a child in my sweet, innocent childness, you know, was, was what excited me and drew me closer to God and, and, um, made me feel like I was more of myself, you know? Yeah. And so I think those are important things to kind of look back on. Now kids go through phases. Sure. My son likes trains and then he likes airplanes and all that stuff. But I think that there is something about the things that you're attracted to when you're when you're very very young that are ingrained in you and they tell a truth about you you know and so those are things that I think to reflect on for to guidance for maybe who you're meant to be or what direction you're meant to go in yeah I don't know maybe yeah no I love that I I'm one of those cases that I've changed my major like six times um and I feel like I am continually continuously like narrowing it down to what what excited me most when I was younger and like what, Mm -hmm. what makes me feel most alive and like most myself rather than like, I came in as a physics major thinking that that's what I wanted to do. Um, which I mean, like it, I did enjoy it, but like it didn't Mm -hmm. excite me enough to like make me want to do my homework every day and like study for exams. And like, I don't know, I started working in a lab and like, I don't know, I just didn't want to go ever. Um, so I think Aww. that's beautiful advice because now, like, 
I love doing my art homework. I love like reading and writing theology. Like that's what mm-hmm. I want to do. But, like I have a journalism minor. Like I love to go out and report on things and that excites me. So I think that's yeah. perfect advice. Like those, those moments of excitement are not accidents. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And we brush them off. We brush them off like, oh, it's not a career. But it doesn't matter because if it's, if it's for you, then it will be whatever God wants it to be for you and it will work for you, you know, and being open to, you know, whatever, whatever path he's trying to take you down and you're resisting, mm-hmm. you know, um, to just, you know, allow that and things will open, you know, like they'll be there. He's got it covered. You don't have to worry about it, you know? <laughs> true. So true. Um, so much yeah. wisdom in that. So much Holy Spirit. Um <laughs> It was so great to talk to you. Um, unless you have anything else that you'd like to leave our listeners with, um, we so appreciate you coming on and chatting with us. Um, and it was a great oh, time. Thank you. It was so much fun. You asked such good questions. <laughs> like I was like, I really had to, I really had to think about those things. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Um, until next week, we'll talk to our listeners. And thank you so much, Kristen. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the To The Heights podcast, and a big thank you to Kristen for calling in and sharing a glimpse into this beautiful project that so many of us know and love. You really are making change and impacting the world with your gifts and talents, so thank you for you. I hope listeners enjoyed this conversation and had some takeaways to apply to your own journey with the Lord in reaching to the heights. Be sure to check out grexley.com for more of this podcast and other Catholic TV podcasts. Um, Catch up on other episodes so far in the season, including a super cool episode that we did at SLS 20, the Focus Conference, an inside look and explanation of Grexley, um, and what it's all about and what it is, from Catholic TV's own Kelsey Cronin, and a very sweet episode from a friend who left BC to enter seminary. And a little ways before all of those episodes, we did a hashtag Ask Olivia episode, which you can always send in more questions through any of our social media for another one of those episodes, maybe sometime this season. All those podcasts can be found on iTunes and Spotify, as always, but now also on grexley.com, our new Catholic TV podcast platform. If you feel called to support any of the podcasts, our Patreon is patreon.com grexley. Also, be sure to follow along with Kristen's journey on thesaintsproject.org or Kristen Brown Photo on social media. Tune in next week for for another very exciting guest who I cannot wait for you guys to hear. Um, but until then, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at to the Heights CTV, or find me at OliviaRose underscore art or OliviaRoseArt.com. Talk to you next week and keep on reaching to the heights. <laughs>